Today, we're going to discuss the comfort zone. We'll discuss the common belief that magic is just outside our comfort zone. And how the panic zone relates to the comfort zone. Welcome to the Franken Life Podcast. We're here each week on Tuesdays trying to figure out how to stitch together our best lives. Welcome back. I'm Jeff. And I'm Troy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the comfort zone. So... We came across an interesting study, and it actually turned into a law. It's the Yerkes-Dodson law, which they did a study on these mice, and they were going through this maze. And they found that if they shocked the mice, the mice would try and make it through the maze faster, but only to a certain point, that after a certain level of shock, the mice would actually just hide. They wouldn't even go through the maze. Right. So by pushing them a little bit more, making them feel a little bit more uncomfortable it accelerated their performance, but they'd get to a certain threshold and then it, it shut down. They, they were looking just to, to hide. So uh, when we talk about comfort zone versus panic zone, there is a place where we can push so far outside our, our comfort zone that we, we impede our ability to, you know, to learn to grow. Yeah, so they kind of made a chart that on the one side was progress, and then on the x-axis was anxiety. And if there's no anxiety, there ends up being no progress. And they labeled that... Fat and happy, we call it. You know, it's a place where we're so comfortable, there's not any need to learn or grow. So Yes, exactly. And they labeled that as boring. Okay. Then the middle was optimal, and that's some anxiety and a lot of progress. And then at the other end, there's panic and that's when the level of progress quickly declines off while the level of anxiety yeah uh, continues to rise sure so it's interesting i've always been a huge proponent of life begins at the end of your comfort zone i've talked with ellie about it that's kind of our family motto but i never really thought about the idea of the opposite side of that coin that Life ends at the panic zone. <laughs> well, and and it can literally end at the uh, the edge of the panic zone. But it, you're right; it's something that I hadn't really thought of. That that stepping outside the comfort zone, stepping yeah outside the comfort zone is great. You know, a few steps into it. Now, when you're going into the next zip code or the next uh, county or state, you can get to a place where um, the benefits. Of, of extending yourself, you know, of challenging yourself, puts you in a place where it, it, it's no longer helpful, it's no longer fulfilling, it's just really scary. In fact, you, you were telling me a little bit about a, a, a TED Talk where a lady gave an illustration of that that I thought was, was, was kind of funny. Yeah, she said that she was trying to get out of her comfort zone, she doesn't like heights, so she went skydiving, and she ended up vomiting the whole way down, and... <laughs> That's just not a pleasant experience no matter who you are. Well, and I'm assuing that she's doing it tandem. So it's <laughs> yes. probably even less, ple- as unpleasant it was as it was for her, uh, the person to whom she was strapped <laughs> and who was maybe getting some of the shrapnel of, of said vomit. It was probably not a comfortable, it was not his or her comfort zone either. <laughs> yeah, uh, no question. So, no, I, I think it's an important thing to understand that that the idea of, of pushing ourselves is... Is really powerful you know that is where we learn that is how we grow but feeling like we need to take these quantum leaps into the uh into that that 
unknown or the, the, the area beyond our comfort zone, it, it really, it can be counterproductive. I mean, what yeah. we talked a little bit about is this idea that, that learning and growing is generally an incremental process. Yeah. And we oftentimes, of course, would love to have those transformative movements, um, happen all at once i think that's human nature the get rich quick schemes everything preys on that we want to make progress tomorrow right by making just a simple action today and really it's you make progress in 10 years by making a simple action every day for the next 10 years for sure for sure so it's 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 an it's an important thing to to contextualize comfort zone and stepping out of our comfort zone what are we looking to do is it something where it's a you know somebody with a fear of heights going skydiving you know that's kind of this massive movement into the the or outside your comfort zone or are we looking to just um learn and grow become you know uh, a little bit better each day and you know the strategies that we're looking to to implement often are informed by what we're trying to get out of it you learn and you grow incrementally transformation happens by stacking a bunch of those incremental steps yeah it's kind of it's probably not great strategy to try to skip you know eight steps in in that pro in 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 our effort to to learn and to grow yeah i think our our attempt to short circuit that process uh, process it really does us a disservice because skydiving may at some point along that lady's journey have been a helpful practice, but by trying to jump from A to Z, you miss the rest of the alphabet and it's a horrible experience. Right. It, it, that's, I think where we get into a lot of trauma is where people have been pushed to a place. They're pushed out of their comfort zone, straight into their panic zone. Right. And it was kind of an interesting sentiment of this article that we were reading um, that talked about this, uh, Yerkes Dodson law that talked about knowing the limits of your comfort zone and how far to push, but then also knowing the limits of your panic zone, which right? Is kind of okay. At what point do you start to feel unsafe? And in between those two boundaries is this learn and grow, yeah, where where we do learn and grow, but we also um, find fulfillment. Yeah, uh, which is something else that that plays into that idea of uh, of the comfort zone and, and moving beyond that. Yeah. So several of the videos and articles we read um, talked about the comfort zone and then kind of a lineal path through the fear zone, which is kind of the failure zone. It's where uh, get up to public speak and you know you're just going to do a terrible job because you've had no practice. From there, you kind of progress into the learn zone where you start to really improve and then finally into the growth zone where now your comfort zone has actually just expanded right so now you start to repeat that process and, and that, that fear zone you know as we have talked about it and i was trying to think back in experiences that i've had over the years like getting up and giving your first you know public speech or or going out on a first date you know calling up a, a person and yeah. asking for Oftentimes that fear zone is, it, it's, it's pre-step, yeah. you know, meaning it, it's a short zone because once you engage in the activity, 
by and large, it doesn't mean that the next time I give a speech, I don't have any fear, but it's different because yeah, I've totally. already kind of moved into that that growth. So there's still this nervousness. There's still, you know, maybe some level of anxiety. So the fear doesn't necessarily go away, but it, it's so much worse before you've taken, taken that step, step yeah. you know? So it, it melds into that growth stage uh, or, or, or growth area um, fairly seamlessly once we'll take action, you yeah. know? So that's, that's the real key is starting. Right. Uh, and right. I think that's the, the old, proverb the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and right. i think yeah getting that step in the right direction is- and, and, and then the point you made is really just to re-emphasize it because it's such an important one as soon as we take you know maybe not right at the very moment but just taking that one step outside our comfort zone almost invariably and often immediately expands our comfort zone yeah you know which is really a pretty remarkable adaptive capability that totally. we have you know it's kind of crazy humans that, are designed for homeostasis yeah you know that we can we can adapt so quickly you yeah. know that something that felt uncomfortable can not necessarily be easy but but is within our comfort zone really quite yeah. quickly so. yeah and i think that that development of the comfort zone then it's it's really a snowballing effect where yeah then the in order to improve, you have to leave your comfort zone again, but you've already kind of left your comfort zone. Leaving your comfort zone is as much a skill as whatever the secondary skill is. Totally. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent as we've talked about different practices and, and being more intentional in our lives. That is the one constant that, you know, that we found is that you, you practice getting uncomfortable to some level, yeah. you know, to the right in the right way, you practice that, that becomes a skill. Yeah. Is that ability to keep on moving forward. And as that skill continues to develop, the, uh, the, the ability to acquire this, these other, this other knowledge and these other skills, it, it just continues to amplify. So that snowball gets bigger. bigger. Mm-hmm. Your capacity to do just continues to get bigger as your comfort zone expands and as you become better at stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think it's a total peer pressure thing too, where if you start to do something, you're helping, you're enabling everyone else around you you to do that. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. Which is such a great part of how we've developed community. Yeah. Um, It's one of the sad things I think about social media is we really only see the end result there's not a lot of that discomfort in the process. The, the, the incremental part yeah. of the story. And so that can be a little disheartening, but it's important to recognize that everyone's had to go through some level of discomfort and, and everyone's comfort zone is different. Sure, sure, so. absolutely. Um, and, and you talked a little bit about uh, community and, and you know, as we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that's yeah. another area where we we see this idea of comfort zone um manifest or 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 analyzed in a different way that's yeah. that's really it's it's a useful way to look at it yeah so maslow's hierarchy of needs uh so the first level is physiological so food water heat sleep rest. yeah <laughs> um then the second level is safety needs and 
the way that these needs work is once you've satisfied one level, then you can look towards the next level. The next level becomes the motivators. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so the following level after uh, safety needs um, is belongingness and love needs. So intimate relationships, friends, kind of that community, community. becomes mm -hmm. a, a big part of it. And beyond that is esteem needs. And that's really the prestige and feeling kind of an external sense of accomplishment and validation. Right. And the final level is really where the comfort zone and pushing outside of that comfort zone comes into play. And that's with self-actualization. And that is achieving one's, achieving one's full potential. And that includes create creative activities and really whatever fulfills you personally, right. that internal validation. And as we talked about it, the thing that we, that struck um, both of us kind of independently and maybe in slightly different ways in light of what we're working on is that sort of fourth level, that prestige level. Yeah. You know, it's actually one that I think so much of society is in right now where they mm -hmm. have at least some level of, of community, you know, some level of, uh, of, of that kind of interconnectivity, but they're now sort of jockeying for social positioning. Yeah. And, and the reason why I think it, it struck us is it can be such a, it, that can be such a toxic, um, motivator, yeah. you know, especially with everything that's available to us today, notably, social media, but also just the, the, the abundance. Yeah. So materialism, you know, the materialism and, and some of the toxic elements of social media really are all about this, this idea of prestige, yeah. you know, finding your own sort of, or, or being motivated to try to establish a position in society. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, I don't know what, you explain kind of what your take on that was. and Yeah, uh, I think what was really interesting for me is looking at each of the levels. Mm -hmm. Anytime that motivation goes beyond what you need, it becomes damaging. So you look at physiological needs, drinking too much water or eating too much or sleeping too much. Any of those, those things excesses. in excess are start to, like the return on investment starts to become negative. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with spending too much time getting caught up in intimate relationships and friends, like losing yourself in those kind of that codependency or even uh, dependency, just straight up dependency on another person right. becomes unhealthy. Same, and then you look at the prestige and it's, if that's all you're focused on is having others make you feel validated yeah it it really becomes quite a damaging um psychological motivator right so that's where maslow i think got it right is you have to just keep moving up into the next level because as soon as those things are satisfied the next level becomes possible so if you don't have food you can't move up and worry about safety right it doesn't matter how safe you are if there's no food but as soon as you have you're safety... Not, you're not worried if the bear's going to eat you if you don't have anything to eat. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But as soon as you have s safety or as soon as you have food, now it's time to worry about whether or not the bear's going to get you. For sure. And so I think that that self-actualization at the top is really unlimited. 
that exploring what makes you fulfilled, mm-hmm. you can do that forever and really find that that benefit. Right. But anything below that, if you stay in that level and focus on that level too much, it just totally right. can eat your life away. And it's an interesting, there's a, a book called uh, Emotional Success, and, and it notes the the emotional response he, he refers to, and I don't remember the author off the top of my head, but he refers to the emotional response of pride, which is this notion of prestige or, or um, esteem where you view your ability to, um, to contribute to community, to be a positive contributor to community and celebrate the ability of others. So there's not a competitiveness or yeah. there's not... Um, you know, a comparison that you're drawing between you and somebody else. You're you're able to celebrate both yours and everyone else's ability to contribute to community. That is the that you know when you get to that place in that fourth level, that prestige, that esteem level, that is a you know a, a great launch pad for that next level of motivation, that sex self actualization, where you're really looking to amplify your ability not only to contribute to community, but to, to really maximize your potential, not only for yourself, but really as a means of con- contributing uh, more productively, more effectively to, uh, to, to the community around you. So um, it, it's interesting to think about comfort zone, yeah. you know, what that means and how that allows us to progress through those various psychological motivators uh, to to a place where we really are focused on what is fulfilling for us and how we're helping fulfill uh, the needs and wants of of others around us in an effective, mm-hmm. you know, uh, effective way, not a destructive way. So. Yeah, well, and I think you look at this and you just say the boundary of the comfort zone continues to expand. That as soon as you're comfortable with the amount of food, if you stay just thinking about how am I going to get food, uh-huh. your life will be incredibly boring if you have an abundance of food. Right. And so... It might feel comfortable, yes. but it's not going to ever be fulfilling. Or have any level of prog- meaningful right. progress. And right. so I think that that's really where that mouse study and the boring, optimal, and panic yeah. uh, categorization really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's interesting to kind of connect all these psychological things and... We'll link to the article that uh, in the show notes that we got a lot of these ideas from, but it's been a really interesting discussion thinking about comfort zone and then also realizing, yeah, we also need to figure out what are the boundaries of our panic zone. (laughs) Right, right. And how are we doing in terms of what's motivating us? If we're thinking, hey, I want that nice car to, you know, to impress everyone so they think I'll be successful, I, I, I might be pushing into the comfort zone in terms of how much I work or whatever else. Yeah. But ultimately is, is the motivation something that's going to yield fulfillment or am I kind of the hamster on the wheel that I'm going to be constantly chasing things that don't ever provide fulfillment. So that needs to be one of those elements as we consider, okay, how are we going to learn? How are we going to grow is focusing on those things or, or trying to identify those things that are going to make, those efforts fulfilling yeah the direction that we're moving like we've talked about with velocity right um speed is important but it's really the direction that you're headed that matters most that if you're looking 
at growth, meaningful growth in a direction you want, that's when you know you're on the right track. Right. And so this is why we've we've modulated a little bit to this notion of Franken life is here are a lot of different philosophies that seem discrete, that seem like they are are independent of one another. But as we begin to stitch those together, yeah, uh, as we begin to try to draw those connections between them, they uh, provide insights, they illuminate things in a different way that help us to be more um, atten- more intentional and ideally more effective at making sure that our efforts and actions and and our motivations are really aligned in a way that that push us to, to where, towards what we really want, you know, our best lives. Yeah. So that, that really is what we're, um, what we need to be doing is looking at these truths that we found or these, these ideas that, that we think, ah, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now try to connect that to other areas of our lives or other ideas mm-hmm. that we've had in a way that, that is expansive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really taking from, we talked about last week, steal like an artist, taking these ideas that you're finding from other people and making them fit in a way, um, just like quilting where you cut the pieces and fit them together in a way that becomes beautiful to you. Right. So, right. Very um, cool. So we're really excited about Franken life. Um, unfortunately we didn't have anyone leave a five-star review. That may have been my fault. I didn't realize Spotify doesn't have reviews. So if you leave a five-star review on Apple (laughs) Podcasts, we would really appreciate it. Um, If you can leave us an actual review, then we'll have your your name and we can read it on the show and figure out how to coordinate with you to get you your T-shirt. But we really appreciate any review, any feedback you can provide. Um, We love discussing with people about these different ideas, and we're so excited about the concept of Franken life moving forward. Stitching together these things in order to make our best life. Yeah. So thanks for coming, and we'll see you in the next one. Take care.